and gentlemen, welcome back to the live broadcast. My name is Ryan Treasure, and we're right here on voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're coming to you from the 2016 New Living Expo right here in San Mateo, California at the San Mateo Event Center. If you guys are in the area, come on down and check it out. There's really a lot of great energy in the building, a lot of great vendors. Uh, books are being sold in the back. We got keynote speakers all over the building today and tomorrow. So if you got the time, come down and check it out. It's very enlightening here at the New Living Expo. And speaking of fantastic vendors, uh, I have uh, Paul Miller here. Paul is the author of The Power of Your Perceptions, The Choices You Can Make and How to Make Them. Paul, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. You're welcome. Thank you very much, Ryan. Awesome. You know, uh, uh, Jeff, the owner and CEO, uh, brought you over to have an interview to talk a little bit about your book. And uh, since you wrote the book and I just met you now, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, a little bit of your background and what prompted you to write this book? So my background is um, engineering. Um, I spent many years um, in higher education, getting a first degree, then a doctorate and then teaching university, then going into industry, design engineer. Uh, about 10 years ago, um, I took some time off off you know between jobs to kind of reset my stress level to normal which is a sad thing you should have normal stress levels in this day and age <laughs> and I started meditating and things started to change and I'm like what's going on so um, I didn't have any awareness of this feeling that was developing but I had my engineering mind so I was like what's going on what's happening this and over the years I started to do a lot of um, self-exploration but I didn't let go of the how can I validate this? What's exactly going on? What's the point of this? How can I use my meditative feeling? And over the years, I started to do a lot of self-exploration. Um, mm -hmm. And not just in my head, because one of the most amazing things that we have that we can look at is our behavior. Our behavior is a direct manifestation of our consciousness, as in our thoughts and feelings. You look at how what you say to somebody, how you say it and your actions, and you have a there right in your face guide as to what's going on inside. Right. So the key thing is, how can I use my meditative practice to change my behavior? So I've got something I can see changing. So I started looking at um, simple things. I used my experience when I was teaching at university, like baby steps. Let's take something simple and see how I can change my behavior. So one of the things I would find is that, um, you know, maybe someone would cut me up on the freeway and I'd get grumpy with them. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, let's see if I can hold my meditative feeling. When someone cuts me up, I don't get grumpy. I just go like, oh, what an idiot. Uh, okay, whatever. And carry on right. rather than drag the experience along. And I was finding that I was changing my behavior. And I thought, wow, wait a minute. So I then started to take this and look at how I could change my feelings and thoughts. So rather than, so I look at somebody and go like, oh, what an idiot. Rather than feel angry and have to try and change my behavior, I just go like, eh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> so I, I took all that and I created this work system with really pragmatic and practical of how you can change in, in a very simple, quick way. Because... You know, I was like, I am not going to spend months meditating and not see any results. I want to see something out the box now. Yeah, and I think you bring up an interesting point, too, because, you know, not only spending months meditating to try to get, you know, an end result, also, you know, 
I notice this with myself all the time. If I spend that time like being angry at the person who cuts me off, I'm, I'm taking something away from myself by allowing myself to become angry about that too. And uh, you know, I think there's a, there's a, a lot to be said on not wasting one's time on being angry about something you can't control. Absolutely, and that that is a great example because one of the things I talked about in my talk is in our life, in our society, we talk about fight or flight. Mm -hmm. But no one tells you there's a third option. They're like, what do you mean there's a third option? Yes, when someone's angry, let's go with angry because that's a great example, you either feel yourself retreating into your shell and you start to get very victim energy or you have to come out and be aggressive and stand there. Well, I love these metaphors. So imagine you're the boulder in a stream and water's coming at it. Does the boulder try and roll upstream against the water, as in get angry? Does it get carried downstream with the water, as in victim energy? No, it's just there in the stream with the water flowing around it. And that's what you can do in situations like that. You stand in your meditative energy. You have the feeling and the situation flows around you. So you are not debilitated, you're not right. aggressive, you're not a victim. And when you stand in that feeling and you come from it, I can say like, you know, if you're getting angry at me, I can just wait, stand in my energy, look, you know, Ryan, we need to have a look at this. Let's talk about this. Right. And how angry are you going to remain at me when I'm just being calm and going like, I see your point, but have you considered this? Yeah, and if that person does continue to be angry, then it's definitely a reflection of something that they're internalizing or in internally dealing with, right? Right, right, yeah. right. And it's, you know, how, I mean, think about this. If, if you were to get angry with me now and I was not to get angry back, at what point would you get bored of being angry and go like, oh, okay, I'm just shouting at this guy. He's <laughs> not doing anything. This is not what I expected. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's amazing what you can do. And, you know, just before we came on air, I was talking about how you can see results in like a day or two with simple steps, right. baby steps. That's absolutely vital, baby steps. Do not try and go to the in-laws for Thanksgiving and go, <laughs> I am going to meditate and for three days I'm going to be in my cool place. No, that's a big <laughs> step. Yeah. Go for baby steps. Yeah, and I always think about those folks that do a lot of meditation like that. And I agree with it. It's great for, you know, the person. But I'm like, how do they get anything done if they're always meditating? <laughs> you know, we have lives that can't spend every day uh, meditating to try to keep that energy focused. And because you know, we still got to get up and go, you know, pay bills and feed the kids and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the other thing that I thought about is, you know, you can't just be in your trippy zone meditating because you do. You have to have. You have to put food on the table, keep yeah. a roof over your head, but you can do it in a calm space. You can do this. And that's one of the things I needed to prove to myself in my own life. Because otherwise you're just saying, no, give up your director level at Apple and come and float with me in my yurt in the middle of the Santa Cruz mountains. Like, no, they're not going to do that. <laughs> they need to be able to function in their job, but not get such chaotic energy and feeling inside them. Yeah. And what happens is when you're doing that, you can think clearer because your mind is quieter and you're like, oh, wow, I just had this thought came to me. Yeah, I use, um, you know, you talk about out in the mountains and this floating and, right. you know, but... 
I think there's something to be said about a little bit of that too. You know, sometimes you got to get away from the monotony of city living and things that go on and go become grounded and take some time and put your feet in the dirt and, you know, some of that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you still got to come back. So having, um, you know, some baby steps and the ability to, you know, focus and function and kind of bring some of, uh, you know, that groundedness that one would get from spending some time out uh, in, in the wilderness is something that you can attain by uh, some of these baby steps with meditation, correct? Absolutely. And as far as getting out in the wilds, that's why I head underwater. I'm a scuba diver. Awesome. I was in the Navy. I did a lot of that myself when I was in the Navy. So, Dude, high five. <laughs> yes. You can't see that on the radio, but we just did a high five. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. You know, um, you talk about baby steps and, you know, being in radio, I always think of, uh, you know, Dave Ramsey. He talks about um, uh, how to how to get yourself out of debt. And one of the things that he does, because you know, getting out of debt is, uh, is a very uh, complex kind of situation. And the way that he explains it is, you know, the baby steps of getting out of debt break them down to like 12 little baby steps uh, and so it's kind of cool to look at that in a different twist from uh, kind of a, 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 a spirituality and mental focus perspective of being able to have those baby steps um, you know we don't want to give away too much information because we ultimately we need people to go buy the book so they can find out about you know how that works but you know uh, just on a typical day what are maybe you know one baby step that you might want to share with the audience on something simple that they can do to kind of help uh, uh, reel that all back in and keep their energy focused Here's a, so the important thing is when you meditate you have to create the feeling of peace and stillness within you that is the key goal if you can't get there in say 5 or 10 minutes assuming it's a good day look for a different technique there's always one that will work with the individual if you're having to struggle time and time again to get there then it's not going to work for you once you have it and that's important. You should be able to get there in five or ten minutes. Learn to hold it. So what I did in my own life is I would do it on a Saturday morning. And then I'd do the housework. Cleaning, ironing, whatever. And I'd go like, wow, it's been half an hour. And I'm still feeling the peace and calm. So I'm now holding the feeling outside of the meditative practice. That is so important. Because a lot of people think that meditating is like brushing your teeth. As long as you do it in the morning, the job's done <laughs> and that's it. You've done my duty and that's it. But it's not. It's like chewing gum. You stick it in your mouth. You chew the gum. When the flavor's gone, guess what? You're still chewing it. When you meditate, you do the meditation practice in the morning. You get up and then you carry it with you. The feeling. That's why it's so important through the day. Don't do it on a weekday because that's at work. And that will lock you right out of it. Do it on a weekend where you can hold the feeling in a more nurturing environment. Oh, well, that's awesome. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, I'm here with uh, Paul Miller, uh, the author of The Power of Your Perception, The Choice Can... Uh uh, make the choices you can make and how to make them and the book is available uh, on Amazon and available for the Kindle as well uh, so you can go to Amazon and search uh, Paul Miller as the author or you can use the book title The Power of Your Perceptions and also go check out the website thepowerofyourperceptions.com uh, Paul do you have any other uh, ways where our listeners can touch base with you like uh, what is your what is your Twitter handle <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> I do have um, a Facebook page though okay. and that is um, Paul Miller author 
And I always put a lot of stuff on that. I'm awesome. just getting into Twitter and I've forgotten it. Isn't that oh. funny? Hey, well, we'll talk a little bit about some of that. I know that Voice America can help you with some of those pieces. Uh, uh, as you're an author, we have some cool stuff for authors and how to use social media to you know, right. do your book stuff. And, of course, Jeff Spinard, uh, the owner of our company that I work for, also wrote his book. Uh, so uh, he just launched his a couple of weeks ago. So we're in mid kind of getting the word out about the book, Roadshow, going to the events, meeting right. great other authors and people just like you. So, Paul, thank you so much for joining us on the radio show today. Today. It was very nice to meet you. You're welcome, Ryan. I appreciate Thank your you time. very what, much. Uh, you know, all you guys that are in the San Francisco Bay Area, come on down to the San Mateo Event Center. Uh, come to the New Living Expo, and uh, you guys can go talk to Paul over at his booth. Uh, Paul's got a booth here, so come find him. And if you don't know where the booth is at, find the Voice America booth, and we'll point you over to Paul's booth. Uh, and again, you can go check out uh, thepowerofyourperceptions.com and the books available on Amazon and for Kindle. Ladies and gentlemen, we're broadcasting live from the 2016 New Living Expo. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back after these messages stay tuned 